0: listening to the Loving BDSM Podcast, episode 345. Kayla Lord's here with the one, the only, the meanest motherfucker with wooden paddles and toys. Oh, my. John Brownstone. That would be me. My Thank you very much. My ass still hurts.
1: That's the point.
0: Mm, is it? I thought it was for our mutual pleasure and entertainment.
1: It is, but also for you to remember it long after it's done.
0: Yeah, I won't forget it for a while. And we have it on. Uh, <laughs> we have it recorded, so right. I can never forget it ever. <laughs> Thank you, I guess. You're welcome. <laughs> this week, despite our lightheartedness, uh, we are talking about our experiences with uh, DS and depression or how uh, depression has impacted our power exchange. Uh, this could be a heavy topic on mental health and the factors in our lives that have affected it. We don't know exactly what we'll say. We're time traveling right now. Um, so if that just feels like too much for you right now, no worries. We are, Our feelings are never hurt if mm-hmm. you need to skip an episode and Please, if if this is too much for you to deal with right now, please skip it. If you need to, we will be here next week talking about something else. Also, we have hundreds, literal hundreds uh, of other episodes from our archive that you can choose from. Um, So, yeah, take care of yourself. Um, This episode is about us taking care of ourselves and sharing our experiences. But, yeah, it could get heavy. We can't promise it won't. So do what you got (laughs) to do. Welcome to the Loving BDSM podcast. This is your first time listening. Glad to have you. If you're back for another week, welcome back. Loving BDSM is produced every Friday for your kinky pleasure and education and show notes are found at lovingbdsm.net. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite podcast app. You can follow the show on Twitter at Loving BDSM, on FetLife at Loving BDSM PC, on Instagram at the handle I will forever fucking hate, Loving DS and the number one. So that's at Loving DS one or on YouTube at YouTube.com slash Loving BDSM, where you can watch us live stream the podcast every Wednesday. All links are in the show notes. Okay, so before we get into today's topic, (laughs) do we have announcements? Of course we have announcements. It's our damn show and we can do that. Uh, We actually, we always sponsor ourselves because... Y'all know, uh, but we actually have two announcements. There are two shop updates, mm-hmm. depending on your flavor of things you want to shop for. Uh, over at The Kinkery, thekinkery.com, uh, just this week, week of recording, uh, we have finally, finally, finally added, we, we're labeling them white wax play candles, but they're actually dye free. Um, so they will look white. And if you pour enough on the body, depending on skin tone, the wax will dry white-ish, but they're really dye-free. Made specifically with people who might have allergies or sensitivities to typical dyes uh, in mind. So you can, you're just pouring straight wax. There's no, we never put fragrance in. Uh, We do soy, which is the gentlest heat. That's more like warm, not hot. And paraffin, which is the hottest wax you can air quote the word safely pour on your skin we have Mm -hmm. to air quote safely because everything we do in kink carries risk um but yeah so that is now available uh, on the kinkery at thekinkery.com the link is in the places straight to the wax play like section of the shop if you uh, are interested in uh, new wax play candles we have three other colors currently that were already in our catalog black purple red white slash dye free is the newest one we have more colors coming i can hear rah rah now pink is the next color in the list that we're gonna start (laughs) adding i just gotta get more supplies um so yeah dye free candles now available plus all the other things uh that we make but that's like the update because we've been teasing that for a while Mm -hmm. uh and the second shop update (laughs) is for the loving bdsm etsy shop we now have thank you God, physical products. Uh, I'm having to roll these out slowly because I have way more ideas and plans than uh, time in the day. Uh, we're starting with a line of die cut stickers. They're about two and a half on the widest or the longest side. And then my, the dimension on the other side will change depending on the shape. Um for podcast listeners, you can't see what I'm describing, but if you go to that handle I fucking hate on Instagram um, and probably slowly on FetLife and probably some on Twitter, by the time you can hear this episode, pictures will be up for YouTube folk. I'm gonna show a little bit at the camera. I'm not gonna take a hundred years, but I just wanna give you some ideas of what I've got. I purchased um, the art from the artwork from uh, an artist and then bought the commercial license so I can like legally sell the, uh, sell the pieces, the make things with them. Will you hold this up at the camera for sure. me? This first one is an example of a spanked booty uh, sticker in like a heart-ish sort of shape. Yeah, there we go. Will it focus? The other, I have some that are like candy hearts. They're either in pink or purple. I'm gonna, they say different things like brat, which is the one I'm sh- we're showing to the camera now. Come slut, good girl. Uh, use me daddy, one says daddy, one says fuck me, one says fuck off. And then there are some sex toys, um, paddles and butt plugs. Here's a paddle one to show. And again, y'all, if you cannot see this cause you're listening, um, by the time the podcast episode goes out, uh, you will, there will be pictures up. Um, I literally just got these up on Etsy. Tuesday night, uh, let's see. <laughs> this I hope will one day be a t-shirt. It's, there's also a line of stickers that are just words, no pictures. The one that is uh, facing the camera now says brat and proud. Also have one that says bratty slut, shy slut and slut in training. So um, that's a start that we have tons, there's 24 die cut stickers. Uh, Over time, there will be sticker packs. I already have those planned out. I just have to like get them together and there will be bundles if you're like, yes, but I want all of them. (laughs) Um, And I have some more ideas for some more designs. I have some ideas for taking these designs that are currently in sticker form and making other things. Um, That's all All dependent on equipment and other stuff. I just dropped a sticker, hold please. Mm -hmm. You're a good girl, Lola, At least Lola didn't try to eat it. I know, she was very confused. So um, all of these um, are available on our Etsy shop. Uh, The link is in the places, or you can actually just go to Etsy and search Loving BDSM. We usually pop right up. Um, Yeah, so there's a lot more coming. Um, One day I'll even do planner stickers, but that's like a long way out for reasons. Um, So yeah, we got that. And... uh, We are, um, Mm -hmm. we're excited about it. I'm excited about it. I'm excited for all the uh, plans I've got, um, for more stickers, for more types of products. Um, more types of products will be slower incoming because of technology and equipment needs, but we'll get there. Um, so yeah, two shop updates, more wax, Mm -hmm. play candles at the kinkery, thekinkery.com, kinky stickers, uh, slowly but surely coming out, uh. Over on the Loving BDSM Etsy shop, link in the places. Okay. I really, I really feel like uh, that was a good thing to start with with a lighthearted little shop update yeah. uh, because the topic is Cause, cause, cause potentially now a heavy one.
1: Now, now we're deep diving, right?
0: <laughs> now we're deep diving.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: So um, this is not a new topic for us to discuss. I think the big difference is. One, we are focusing on depression when mm-hmm. there are lots of other uh, mental illnesses and mental health issues that can come into play. And two, it's new because we are we have JB to focus on with his own experiences that he had not necessarily had to the same extent in previous right. episodes. Um, I have linked in the places show notes for podcast listeners, uh, description box for YouTube folks, um, to the two episodes we've previously done on mental health and how it's impacted our DS. Those have been a big, were a big focus with me because I think in one, I had kind of just recently gotten a diagnosis and then the next one, a couple years later, things maybe had either flared up or something had gone on and I was like, let's talk about it. Um, But this time we're sharing our experiences with depression and the impact that's had at the time that things have been, whatever we felt, uh, the the impact on our power exchange. Now, I think most of y'all know this, but I like to say it because every once in a while, a new person like rolls in and they don't get it. So I must say it. First of all, we are not medical or mental health professionals, no. cannot diagnose anything, cannot tell you about your situation. Or, we are not trying to, uh, to uh, our experiences are unique to us and may not at all look like or sound like your experiences and all of our experiences are valid. Uh, three, I would not call this an, air quote, educational episode, meaning we're not trying to share lessons you should take on for yourself or mm-hmm. consider. More like a, here's a peak and if you can relate to this, then good, that's good. Cause I want people to know they're not alone. If you can't relate because you have no experience with depression, I think as JB's sort of side of it may show, it can happen to anyone because not all depression is clinical and um, persistent and ongoing. Sometimes it's situational. There's all kinds of ways that these things manifest. So if you're like, I've never had to worry about it and it's never been a factor, maybe this will help you if it ever does become a factor for you in a power exchange relationship in the future. Um, But yeah, these are we are not trying to tell anybody how their Mm-mm. experiences should go or what their experience, well, this is just, this is us, this, this is this us. Is,
1: this is just us talking about what we are experiencing.
0: Right. And if you can relate, then it's always yep. nice to know we're not alone. Um, mm-hmm. But if you can't, that's okay. Having completely different experiences um, than what we're describing is absolutely valid. Um, so, and I've, I'm giving everybody one more warning. I've said this to everybody now. Mm-hmm. We don't know what specific things we might touch on about depression and, and where it's come from or how it's manifest or what the factors. So it could be a heavy topic. If you're not in the the place for that right now, we are, our feelings just, are never it, hurt when you got to skip one. We're not
1: hurt if you need to step back from this. Absolutely. Please take care of yourself. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. So, and what I will try to do um, for podcast listeners, because I do it for YouTube with, um, timestamps and podcast listeners. What I'll try to do is put in a go to this time if you just want the bonus section and just fast forward that kind of thing. So for anybody who's like got to tap out, mm-hmm. it's fine. Okay, so, and I think I said it, but let me repeat. The episodes where we've previously discussed mental health and RDS are linked in the places. Um, and please remember we're not mental health experts and we're not trying to give advice or diagnose no. Thanks. Okay, so I want to start with you because I, I, I just, you let me be in charge of this, and so that's how these things go.
1: (laughs) Mm, Not Um, my first mistake.
0: Right. So I think it's safe to say, because you haven't told me otherwise, that you have not been diagnosed with clinical depression, but what you have experienced and or are experiencing is more what's known as situational depression. A thing happened, or a series of things, quite Mm -hmm. frankly, and your brain went, yeah, we're, we're we're, we're, we're done with this. We're done. We're, this, yeah. we're shutting down that, in that's, a different way. That's
1: pretty much what has happened. Okay. Um, it has been a culmination of things from health
0: mm-hmm.
1: to um, the anniversary of my mother having been diagnosed with cancer mm-hmm. and me caring for her and then her death from the cancer. Right. And it has also been compounded um, by a family member who is unwilling to settle the estate.
0: Right.
1: And um, I've talked to this person and, you know, I explained to them, you know, I, I really need some closure on this.
0: Right. And also this does not make good financial sense. What are you we know, doing? Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, even, even beyond that, you know, yeah, it, right. But, um, you, know, I, um, you know, I explained to them, it's like, you know, I, I just... I, just really want the closure, you know, to, because it feels like with with this still hanging out there, it feels like, um, it's still open. It's still an open wound, so to speak. And, and that has really, uh, compounded, um, I, I knew something was kind of wrong towards the end of last year.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, uh. Um, After
0: your mom had. Dined? That
1: that was after okay. yeah well after um uh the end the end you know going into december of uh 22 mm-hmm. and um in january um i sought therapy mm-hmm. and have been talking to a therapist since mm-hmm. um, it it has helped sure um but it has also been difficult
0: mm-hmm yeah the things that help us usually yeah. are um Damn it. you know when
1: when i when i first went into therapy um i i i kind of dumped <laughs> the mm-hmm. first couple times and and that alone seemed to help mm-hmm. um as we drew closer you know to the beginning of march um I I nosedived. <laughs> yeah. And have kind of been there since.
0: <laughs> so for you, based on the experiences you've had recently or even in the past, if, mm-hmm. if you've had past moments like this, what does the depression feel like for you?
1: Um for me it feels like a weight. Mm, yeah. It, it it feels like a physical weight that is is just dragging me down. Mhm. Mhm. Um for me it it is exhaustion mm-hmm. um and to get things done it's like slogging through mud
0: yeah yeah i
1: feel that you I know that. i i have to force myself to do things yeah <laughs> you know
0: yeah so with what you've been feeling with therapy with just everything that's happened how has The way depression feels for you and and what you're feeling, how has that uh, affected you both just as a dominant in general, but Mm -hmm. also from your perspective within our power exchange?
1: I, I have to keep reminding myself that I'm I'm the one in charge here. <laughs> uh,
0: I have sometimes had to remind you as and, well, <laughs> and, and you
1: you've had to do that too. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. You know, and and I'm I'm grateful for that because you know when you do that it kind of you know snaps me back a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. there are there are times you know especially like the last few weeks which has been very difficult um i I just want to skate mm-hmm. you know i I, I just want to skate by under the radar unnoticed and and you know be done with it and um you know it's it's sometimes a struggle to say you know no I have to. Sure. I, I have to do this, um, in in certain ways. Uh, throwing myself into work mm-hmm. <laughs> um, has been a placebo, maybe. <laughs>
0: maybe it's, it's something you can and want to focus on. Yeah. So yeah.
1: So um, you know that that's kind of. Um, odd, oddly enough, uh, we did a scene this morning. You were
0: um, so mean to me <laughs> consensually.
1: Yeah, um, <laughs> that felt good. Okay. That that felt good. Um, in a sense, because there was nothing to decide, mm-hmm. it was just do. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, you know there There have been times over the last few weeks um, where I literally have to push myself to do something. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even um, going to the gym, you know, I, I I was had been very adamant about going to the gym. Saturday, I did not go.
0: I know I was a little surprised, but yeah,
1: um, you know, uh, last night, um, I had kind of a easy out, oh, if yeah. I were to say, because of what I, what happened to my Yeah, so finger. for
0: podcast listeners who can't see it, JB's finger is like, one of his fingers is way bandaged up, all, yeah. you know, tip to um, bottom knuckle.
1: And, and at the last minute I, I decided, you know, okay, I will go. But I will, you know, get on the treadmill or... You know, and that
0: was because I, I went...
1: You you did. you
0: Wait, I understand you can't get in the pool. You have got a bandage on your finger. But mm-hmm. there, it's a whole ass gym. There's so much more than just the one class you take. Why yeah. not go? And it's funny because the, uh, on that level, part of me was thinking about your back. That we know that trying to strengthen certain things and exercise mm-hmm. in the way that works for the way your body works will ultimately help your back and right. nobody wants a repeat of what you've mm-hmm. just gone through with that but also and i think this was more of a subconscious thing for me because i'm thinking about it now and going yeah that that definitely makes sense but i don't know that I was consciously thinking of it at the time exercise can be for some people i know it is for me mm-hmm. very good for for how you how you're thinking and feeling and i was like if he goes days without doing just a little something Right. That's probably not going to be helpful. hmm And so, yeah. yeah.
1: So, I, I did end up going. I, I spent uh, some time on the treadmill, and then I was on the elliptical. And um, afterwards, it felt good. hmm and, and I did sleep better than I had. Stupid
0: fucking exercise. I know, stupid right? Stupid fucking mental health. Of, what the hell? What kind of bullshit <laughs> is that?
1: <laughs> <laughs> and and I just wanted to comment here because uh, it was mentioned in the in the live chat that uh, that overworking is not a cure for depression. No, it's not. No, it's uh, a coping mechanism. It, it's it's a yeah. It, it's a coping mechanism. I I dive into what I'm doing and Same. and I forget. You know no I can block it, out all the you, other you things can you can block sort of out that. and and that's kind of what it what it does for me sometimes. you know work
0: is a coping mechanism for my anxiety not yeah. for my depression side mm-hmm. but for my anxiety so I, yeah. I feel you on that one
1: I mean the the other thing that I I have noticed through this is um, I've, I've been drawing away from people oh um, yeah
0: you didn't and I know there are multiple reasons for this you didn't go to the munch this month no
1: I I, I had no um, Normally, I'm like you know I never miss a munch, and if I do, it's you know fighting tooth and nail. Oh yeah, and uh, you're
0: like halfway out the door like on Monday when it, the munch right. is on Tuesday.
1: <laughs> and uh, al- already last week, I told mm-hmm. you like I, I'm not going next week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it's 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 a sucky feeling. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and it's tough when when you are the person. Who everyone looks to to make the decisions. Mm-hmm. I mean, even even outside of the DS, because a lot of times, even though the boys tend to defer to you, I'm the default parent. Yeah, you're the, you're the default parent. They know that <laughs> a, a lot of things. They you know, know my
0: answer is going to be go ask Mr. John. Right. So they're learning so, to just.
1: So, go so ask they you. they know that you know ultimately things things decide from there. And. Um, You know, it, it has been hard. Mm-hmm. It has been difficult. I, I'm not going to deny that. Um, and, and sometimes, you know, when, when you come to me with things and and I have to make a decision... When I do it for that brief moment, it reminds me, "Oh yeah, this is who I am
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: I <laughs> this am is what i do right yeah
0: <laughs> does it is in that brief moment does it feel temporarily good or is it just like a a reminder of a
1: fact it's of it, life? it it does- it does feel good it it kind of bolsters me mm-hmm. at in that moment,
0: <laughs> so that leads me to uh, another question I've got mm-hmm. from the the power exchange side um are there things that you wish I would do, or that maybe I'm doing and I'm not aware of, from the submissive perspective that help? Are there things I do that do not help?
1: Um. Oddly enough, just as we learned with you years ago, um, when when your anxiety and stuff kicked up, I cannot dom you out of it. Right. And just like that, in the opposite way, you cannot submissive me out of it. No, 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 no. (laughs) Mm -mm. I, I can get
0: those brief moments where I'm like, look, a decision has to be made. Can you make this decision? Will you make this decision? And sometimes I'm not like... I'm not so in tune with you that I'm like mm-hmm. he has he's you're know, feeling depressed right now and it's a tough time. I'm like we have 85 decisions to make and I'm going through my own thing. One of those being decision yeah. fatigue, which is an upcoming topic. Um and I'm like I I need I need some help and I rely I'll fall back on our power exchange every mm-hmm. time unless one of us has made the conscious effort to say to the other, "Whoa, whoa, whoa this maybe isn't the right time for that." Yeah. So I, I think I'm aware, but is do you find that I come to you too often? Is there a balance, Are there just times um, when it's right and times when it's wrong? I, I
1: I think you, because of your own understanding, with with your neurodivergence, you I'm a spicy brain. Yeah, you um, you don't overdo it. Okay. okay? <laughs> you you don't overdo it, and if you if you were, I would say you know. Right time so, out we need to, you need to back off here but you're, you have not
0: you're still at a point though that you feel like you can communicate those needs even when you're in the middle of that weighty yeah. feeling okay, mm-hmm, okay.
1: Mm-hmm. um i i i really do think um one of the one of the things my therapist suggested to me was to start a journal mm-hmm. and you know to get a lot of this gunk out of my head and, mm-hmm. and she she told me you know don't Type it.
0: Yeah, there's something about the physical. Actually, write it. Yeah.
1: And she even said it's okay if you don't go back and read it.
0: Oh, I've never reread a journal entry in my life. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um,. And, and that has, that actually has helped me.
0: There's something, you know, the, too many people are like, oh, you say you're depressed or you're anxious or like, have mm-hmm. you journaled as if it's some sort of cure? It is in no way that, and it, this won't work for everybody, of course, but my personal experience, and I'm, I'm imagining maybe you, JB has felt this, he's dealing with a dog right now. JB might have experienced this, is just getting it out of your head onto the paper so it's not the same thoughts or feelings spinning over and over again it doesn't fix anything it doesn't make you air quote better whatever the fuck that means but it it like you said it gets the gunk out of your head i have i personally have and i do not do it enough i do it and then i don't do it for months and i do it for you know i'm real weird about it Mm -hmm. but when i journal it out it just it doesn't live in my head anymore. It yeah. lives on the page and I know it's on the page, so if I did want to go back and look you at it I if could, you to, yeah. It doesn't solve any of the problems, but Mm-mm. it does just make it a little quieter yeah. up in my brain hole. So you're right. saying you've that is your experience with journaling for, as for well? M-
1: for me that has helped, okay. yes. Um, it it's gotten those thoughts, those feelings out of my head. <clears throat> um you know, and Part part of all this too, um, you know, going back to the to the end of 22, um, with the death of my mother, that brought back um, a lot of buried things that I had kind of um, I don't know if you want to compartmentalized maybe repressed um, maybe repressed but. buried um, of of certain abuses. Oh yeah, that, that treated like absolute fucking shit by I, those people. I, you know, went through as a kid, um, and and all that just like it was like a dam burst, and it all came sure. pouring out up to the to the surface. Um, you know, and, and and dealing with all that too. Mm-hmm. You know, so all all that has just kind of compounded to where I am at.
0: Sure, and then like you said, you know, it's. It manifests as a weight for you, and that's a, that's yeah. a lot to carry. It's, mm-hmm. you know, I'm grateful for both the state of our relationship and for you, <laughs> in equal parts, quite frankly, that you are willing to to, you know. Seek methods for help. So mm-hmm. currently, I, I think you're doing cognitive behavioral therapy. One of the many CBTs of the world. <laughs> 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 Not to be confused. Yeah. <laughs> I, All right. One of the others. Um, mm-hmm. I, if it were recommended, and I don't have a fucking clue if it, this yeah. would be. Would, is medication something you would consider? Is another form of therapy something you would consider? Are you happy with where you're at and you think this is, um, how are you feeling about I'm, that right now? i am i am
1: a, I'm a, with what where I'm at with mm-hmm. with therapy um, I, I think if medication were recommended I would probably consider it if you know um,
0: just add it to the line of pill bottles on the, the kitchen table yeah. <laughs> yeah we're all highly medicated over um, here
1: <laughs> you know part of the reason why I decided to, to seek out therapy um, I, I just knew that it was not something you know as much as our our relationship, you know that that we have the the communication that we do, I I know this is something that you could not help me with. Okay. Not that I would not try, but sure,
0: I, we would. F- I would fail spectacularly, and I before you finally made the appointment. We were having sort of the tough conversations Mm -hmm. and I didn't quite pull out our tough love clause, but I leaned into it a bit. Um, because we had talked about you starting therapy when you found out your mother was sick, because we could kind of see the writing on the wall that this was a lot. Just the fact of you being a caregiver to a parent that you had a very, very complicated feelings about because of your childhood. Mm -hmm. Um, and even your adult years, quite frankly. Um, and it just didn't happen. And then everything just Mm -hmm. in retrospect, it, it wasn't, it wasn't fast, but everything got so hectic that didn't feel like it could fit. And then here we were on the other side of it after her death. And Mm -hmm. you were absolutely not air quote this yourself, you were you just with with a lot more to carry, you know, Right, and I Um, once I saw how it was affecting you on a day to day basis, which then was affecting all of us. Then that's what I kind of went. You know how we were going to try this back in like March? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: (laughs) We we try this again.
1: Yeah, Um, you're right. Uh, You know, when when my mom got sick, um, I actually did reach out. I did. I had an appointment set. Mm -hmm. Um, I, you know, had had even set up the the patient portal with them at that time. Yeah, you were good to go. I I was basically good to go. and originally, it was the understanding that my sister and I would split the care of my mom. And that did not happen. Like uh, so many uh, yeah.
0: good intentions and um, plans. It,
1: it was predominantly me. And, you know, I had to pretty much cancel any and all appointments. Right. Your life I, got put, put on had, hold. Yeah. For everything months. got put on hold at that point. Um, you know,. Um, Directly after her death, that yeah, there was so much going on. Um, you know, I didn't have time to think about me, right? Um, yeah, no, and and it wasn't until later, going you know, August going into September and and all that. Um, so
0: and that was one place where the tough love clause looked different than it usually does. So, for mm-hmm. anybody who's like, What the fuck is a tough love clause? <laughs> it is an agreement we have in our power exchange that if I see that things are happening that where jb is not making decisions that would help him take care of himself either his physical health or his mental health i can kind of step in and be uh demanding bossy overbearing mm-hmm. air quote make it happen um on physical health side that has absolutely been oh yeah me making and calling to make appointments uh on his hearing aids, I looked him dead in the eyes and went, I will go into debt for this. You're getting hearing aids. We did indeed go into debt for that. Uh, I don't regret a penny of it. But in this case, I actually had to do it differently because he was like, well, you find me a therapist. I went, I can't find you a therapist.
1: I said, I can
0: give you the resources. And we had had the, the office, the clinic that, your therapist works through is where the kids also go for their psychiatric needs and their therapy needs and their evaluations and all of that. Mm -hmm. And the, uh, admin side of this place is frustrating. Yeah, The the actual doctors and clinicians who work there, our experience has been overwhelmingly positive. So I said, look, you have seen what I've gone through with the kids of this place. Mm -hmm. You can go to this place or I can give you options of other things therapists or clinics or whatever i said but i cannot pick your therapist for you and set that appointment you're gonna have to do this and it was weird because it felt like um a confrontational conversation, which I don't like to have just in general, but I definitely don't like to have with my daddy. Uh, <laughs> and I wasn't sure how you took it at first. And I, I said what I said, and then I backed off, which is unusual for me, but you know, we call that growth. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I said what I said, I backed off. I said, you let me know what you need for me. I will, I'll get you the resources, but you tell me. And then I didn't say anything about it again. And I left you kind of alone about that, not, a, not in general, but about that. And then I don't know, it, I think it was within the next couple of days, because of how our computers are situated, I turned my head, and there you are, looking up there, the and I was yeah. like, okay, he's he's decided what he's going yeah. to do them. okay. Yeah. And, and so my tough love was just to lay it out for him and go, you know, here's what I see, here's what I can do, here's what I cannot do, but... It, I think I might have even used the expression uh, shit or get off the pot. Yeah. She said submissively. Um, <laughs> and then you, t- you know, you were ready at that point. And mm-hmm. I even said, you have to be ready for this. You know, I can't make you do it. I'm not going to guilt you into doing it, but I'm going to tell you what I see and give you yeah. my perspective. Cause all of all of those emotions and feelings and the depression and everything you were having to you have to carry around with you about how you feel and what you've gone through you know we all know that the mental health that we have impacts all the people closest to us and everybody in this household knows what it's like to have a brain that goes yeah I'm not going to I'm not going to cooperate so I think we were all very understanding but there came a point where how you were feeling got put onto all of us and that's when I it was time mm-hmm. to step up and go look I support you I care about you I hate that you're going through this I cannot yeah. fix this I'm not trying but also <laughs> this grumpy polar bear is not sustainable and so what can <laughs> yeah. we do about this Yeah. so thankfully yeah. you were in a place where you could kind of take that in
1: yeah I mean I, I took that in there there were there were a couple things we had to consider because we were right on the verge of Changing our insurance, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, and uh, I I did kind of pause enough just to get ourselves on the new insurance. Yeah, you know, I mean everything got that that put that on pause once we did that be- because I I I knew enough with this place with the admin was like I do not want to go I, on top of everything. I do not want to start fighting with them over the the insurance.
0: If we had more options we'd be somewhere else quite frankly. I know. But
1: And uh, so yeah, I, I I kinda waited on that. But I mean as soon as it hit I was Yeah and then you on it and in it.
0: And you know, you've got your appointment scheduled out I think into May right now. Like yes. you're you're really on top of it and um, yeah. He does telemed, so he doesn't go into the office. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I that, vacate the this office for him to be able to right. do what he needs to do. Um,
1: that that has been really nice for me. I mean, we have such a crazy life schedule as it is, you know, to get to this appointment, get to that appointment. This boy has this going on. That boy has that going on. Oh. And, um, you know, with, with the oldest using, using the second car, we don't have that... That luxury right now, so it's it's kind of nice to say, okay, well, I can keep this appointment, but I can do it from my desk, and I, right. you know, we don't have have to do coordinate any kind of. Uh,
0: yeah, I think know, typically, depending on when it is and exactly what time, like the only coordination is, oh, it's like mid afternoon. Okay, I'll go pick up, the, go kid pick up the kid from school, kind of deal, and so and make
1: it work. That that kind of um, helps
0: you eliminated a barrier and a yeah. common barrier is getting to an appointment or maintaining an appointment. And, you know, a telemed existed before the plague, mm-hmm. but it, uh, out of sheer necessity, just it, it's become exploded. a bigger. Mm-hmm. And while I prefer and the kids prefer um, to go in person for their particular appointments, you know, the fact that it's an option, anything that can, especially when it's something that's affecting your mental well-being, which just makes it hard to like physically move through the world, you know, anything that can eliminate the an extra step that otherwise you'd go, maybe this is too hard, maybe I can't do this today, mm-hmm. you know. In a worst-case situation, you could like roll over in the bed like a burrito if you needed to, <laughs> as long as you could face a screen and yeah. still have that appointment, you right, know. Right. So I think I think that just in general is is helpful. That
1: that's been a big boon, yeah, and. um yeah, it's been great. Uh, tried it with my phone the first time ourselves. Deception here is horrid. Well, and it's a little.
0: It, we'll find out what it's like now that we've got the good, good internet. Yeah. Who knows? We might get to do more things.
1: And uh, you know, sitting in my computer has, has been been sure. fine. and
0: you're comfortable there. And yeah. like I said, you get total privacy. I mm-hmm. leave the room. You you know nobody enters. We you know, and then you right. can just do what you need to do. Um,
1: you know, and. Kind of going back to to another thing there, you know, uh, I said a lot of times when you come to me to make a decision, uh, you know, for the most part, it it does kind of bolster me. But, you know, there are times when um, you come in and and this is nothing on you at all. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you come to me and and, you know, say we you know, we need to make a decision about this. We need to talk about this. And, and, in you know, I'm just like, one more <laughs> thing. Uh-huh. One I'm not, more I'm not thing. offended
0: because I'm like, mm-hmm, I know that feeling. <laughs> <laughs> I know that feeling very well.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, and, um, you know, so, yeah, I mean, while, while there are times it bolsters me, there are also times when it feels like it's just more sure. weight added on.
0: So you had said earlier that you know you would kind of maybe start feeling like you were coming out of some of it a little bit and then Mm -hmm. march hit and and for both of us march is a weighty month because we have birthdays of lost loved ones anniversaries of Mm deaths i think we mentioned that in last week's episode like it i have always found march to be a very difficult month in general um but overall do you have a sense of maybe there is light at the end of the tunnel or this is just, I'm just getting through my daily slog and I can't see that. Like how, Um,
1: where do you feel
0: like you're at right now? For,
1: for a while there, I, I felt like I was just putting one one foot in front of the other and, and getting through day to day. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I am starting to see the light. Um, you know one one thing in therapy and and this is this is something i am trying to work on this is my own own thing at this point um you know because um therapist and i have been talking a lot about the things that happened when i was younger when i was a kid and it's kind of a hard thing i know it's true mm. There, there's the part of me that knows it's true, but it's been a very slow and gradual thing to accept. When she said, you know, all these things that, that you're telling me that you experienced, it's not your fault.
0: Not your fault and you didn't deserve it. Yep. Yep. And, it, and there is and that difference between logically knowing a thing mm-hmm. and feeling it and believing it.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and 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 that's been a tough one, and I I'm 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 working through that one, <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and it, it has been a slog. Oh yeah, the actual
0: work of therapy, yeah. man, that shit's hard. Yeah. <laughs> that's shit so hard.
1: Um, you know the 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 other part, you know, because um, obviously very front and and foremost. You know, is the thing with my mom's estate, mm-hmm. and we've talked about this. How you know, if that was settled, that could help this family oh, <laughs> as God. a whole yeah. in so many ways. And so
0: you'd have one less worry to carry around right. on your shoulders. Yeah.
1: And and it's you know because our our financial state has weighed on me for some time. Yep. Um, yep. Yep. Yeah. Like like it's both of us. And and you know. um and and this is something i have known for a long time but you know talking with the therapist you know you talking about um and i can't remember what what it is and i'm sure somebody will be able to help me you know about um knowing to see the things you can change and and the things you accepting you know, the, accept things the things you can't, can't change right you know and, and, you know, during the therapy she, she, you know, he said, because, um, my, my, my one sister died, not one, it'll be nine years ago, this, this August, um, they have several storage units and <laughs> garages and sheds loaded with her stuff that they have not, nobody has gone through. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and, and now the cycle seems to be continuing <laughs> with my mom, um, and you know, uh, she explained to me. She said that that is a, a block that your sister has, and unless she gets the help she needs, yep. she she is not going to get to get through that. So, you know, I I I am trying to, you know, learn to accept that some of these things I cannot control,
0: which I always find. Hilarious and ironic because one of the things about you as a dominant partner and person is the most stress I see I've seen you under over the years not withstanding you know caretaking for your mom, Mm -hmm. grieving all that, is when you feel out of control. Right. You want ultimately you want control of this the different situations you're Mm -hmm. in. And when you can have the control and are in the mental place to be able to assume control you that's your that's your comfort zone and especially especially with family but just in general there's (laughs) a lot of things that have come at you um not even you know pre everything with your mom that took away control that you had
1: and and i i think you know um the the one that really brought that up to me was the motorcycle accident (gasps)
0: Ooh, yeah, I wanted you, I wanted you to be talking about to somebody around the time that happened yeah. because I kept going you have not grieved this loss yet. There's there's the grief from the accident itself, the the big asshole in your memory mm-hmm. and then this bike that you had worked hard for that you had baby that had been a thing you loved and we could not and still have not although we have a plan we have not replaced it yet you're not back on a bike and no. that's a big chunk of your life that not only got yeah. disrupted but got taken away from you mm-hmm. and then the little fucking shit who was the reason for it don't get me started you know compounded that and you like to be made whole from that air quote that big fat word is not even possible right and so you know you have had so much. I mean, we together as a, a couple have had a lot going on, mm-hmm. but on an individual level of things that happened directly to you, you've had so much come at you yeah. that I mean, I'm I'm just grateful that that you kept it together for as long as you did, because another person might have just lost their fucking mind. And who could yeah. blame them? The, the, <laughs> does anybody remember the, the complaining we did about 2021 and then into 2022? Yeah. Like, it was yeah. a shit show after shit show after shit show. Right. Um, and so, you know, I think you've needed this for a long time. But like mm-hmm. I said before, and I think most of us who are aware of mental health on some level know, yeah. you, ha- you do it when you're ready to do it. And, and, and I mean, even,
1: even there, um, you know, over... Over last summer, um, I I had some physical things happening to me, mm-hmm. and at the same time, this whole emotional, mental thing was starting to roll into the mix as well. Mm-hmm. And and you know, even even with that, I was like, oh, this isn't the problem. This this is not. You know, th- this is no. I got this. Uh, yeah, I, I can. I, I I can handle it. I can, you know, sail through it. Um, no, I couldn't. No, you couldn't, and <laughs> I'm very couldn't. glad
0: you admitted that. We might get an Onyx mm-hmm. sighting if she feels
1: up for it. And uh, and I, I I think even at that point, just admitting it, mm-hmm. kind of. Mm-hmm helped
0: Uh, you know nothing is air quote this word nothing is fixed or solved because we're not machines to be fixed we're Mm -hmm. not puzzles to solve um but even though i know you're still kind of in the thick of things i can see a difference that just having somebody to talk to an objective third party who uh because I am who I am, I that person has validated the things I've said too, so I feel super smart.
1: Um,
0: I like being right. Yeah. Um, but I can I can see some I don't I know it might not match how you feel or how you feel that you are being that what you're presenting. but I do see an extra lightness. you know, using the coping mechanism of just focusing on work when things get hard. A couple of months ago, you didn't, you couldn't do that sometimes. right? Like you understood, we all understood we need to work because we need to right. earn money. But there were, there were days where it was clearly a struggle for you. Yeah. And then over the past couple of weeks, there've been days I'm like, are you, are you coming in? Like, and, <laughs> and you know, and then I, I personally, as, as your loving partner and your submissive and all that, I f- then flipped to, oh God, is he working too much? Is this, is this now an unhealthy coping mechanism? Cause it's, he's overdoing it and but, you know, yeah. we, t- we talk about these things and we, mm-hmm. we keep it in the open and we're, we try to the best of our ability to be to be upfront with how we're feeling and what we're seeing. And, you know, yeah. I have to d- <laughs> I have to temper myself because I, I want to kind of be up your ass, like checking on you every 30 seconds. And that's mm-hmm. not helpful for anybody. No. Um, and,
1: and there 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 was a point. Um, even with my back, because you were just, you know, my back, you you were. I, I was like you you got to back off. Right. No on, no, yeah, pun no pun intended. You know, you 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 need to back off on right. asking me if I'm okay. Right.
0: Right. It was too much. <laughs> yeah. And that was that was just me coping with my own worries and concerns. Yeah. Um is there anything else you'd like to say about your side of this? Anything else that we haven't touched on? I think I've talked more than I I know, you've probably <laughs> talked in the past 30 plus minutes. More combined than if we took every other episode (laughs) since 2015 and combined where you've spoken. Um, Look at you. What happens when I sort of shut up? Don't worry. When we get to, I think it might. Be, it's an upcoming topic where there's your side and my side. Yeah. we'll get more of this. Mm-hmm. But is there anything?
1: I, I think I've. Are you I've, feel like you're? I, I feel like I've rambled enough.
0: Welcome to my world. <laughs> so I'm actually gonna. Everybody, laugh and roll your eyes. I'm actually gonna keep try and keep my side kind of brief, because a lot of what I experience I know I have discussed in those previous episodes uh so a a lot of it would be kind of a repeat um and the kind of the reason this was top of mind for me and I went hey can we actually talk about this is I am I don't tend to call what I feel depression Um, I always have called it a depressive low because it tends to be very cyclical is technically what it is but not on like a uh dependable cycle. Like it's not like every 20 days or every two months, but it follows a pattern and there's a cycle. Um, and so I'm just now starting to come out of what I call a depressive low. Um, I think in the previous episodes where we talked about this, I talked about how they tend to last anywhere from 18 to like 36 hours. This one might be the longest one I've gone through in a while. Um, <laughs> I don't know, maybe I was just building it all up. Um, In previous conversations we've had about this, I've talked about it being attached to uh, the bipolar diagnosis I've received, I think in 2018, maybe it was earlier than that. Um, But I think the first time I talked about it like in an episode was 2018. So that's where my mind says, maybe that's the year. And now with things I have learned over the past couple of years, I'm actually starting to wonder if I was misdiagnosed (laughs) and if actually, what I'm dealing with is ADHD, which is highly misdiagnosed and missed in uh, women and girls in general, certainly adult women. Um, and from what I've read, and and my understanding is that sometimes both ADHD and autism get misdiagnosed as other things, one of those being bipolar disorder. Um, and the reason I say that is because one, the one of the, the psychiatrists the kids go to said something in relation to a kid, she was trying to figure out, is this ADHD or is this bipolar disorder? And she asked the question, when your thoughts race, are they grandiose? Like, are they just not rooted in reality at all? They're just pie in the sky. And he went, no, no, it's just fast thoughts of all these things I could be doing and all these ideas that I have and all the, and I'm sitting there and every appointment I go to with a kid, I'm like, this feels very familiar. <laughs> and so that was my first questioning of, wait, my manic, air quote that because I'm not sure anymore side. I used to say it was grandiose because I didn't have any confidence in myself as I've gotten older and had fewer fucks to give. I just have racing thoughts. <laughs> usually have a ton of ideas. Um, and then that was often followed by the depressive period, the the low because i the the thing i thought was i'd been on this high and now there's the coordinating low. and now i wonder if actually it's the adhd hyperfocus adrenaline dopamine serotonin like concoction going on in my brain for good reasons and then not unlike subdrop but not the same as subdrop i drop so i don't know what causes my depressive eras anymore <laughs> uh And I once said, not that long ago, I probably would not go find out and try and get a formal diagnosis, but but everybody in this household keeps, who is seeing somebody and or taking a medication keeps asking me, well, when are you going? And as I tell the kids, uh, let me get, let me take care of the three of y'all. I'm on the list simply because I have, after 43 years, enough coping mechanisms (laughs) that I can muddle through. Like I'm not great. I'm not the life of a party but I can get through what I'm going through. Most of the time it's anxiety. Right now, since what, Thursday night, it's been a depressive kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And the other reason I go, is is it ADHD? Is because the air quote, the high was not the manic euphoric thing that I'm used to. It was adrenaline and rage. <laughs> working on a very difficult project for multiple weeks. I was in the tail end of it and I was finishing it up and my heart was constantly racing and I was anxious, but not, and I was just so focused that it kind of makes sense that once that ended, the only place for me to go was down. There was certainly no going up from that down um, because we even talked about it. You know, you were like, don't, don't you feel relieved? And I'm like, I, I feel nothing. Cause when I'm in a depressive low, I definitely feel that weight mm-hmm. um, that you talked about. I feel like I'm carrying just too much. It feels like I'm moving through mud. Like just, it's hard yeah. to physically and mentally just do anything. Um, I feel very apathetic, which is not like me at all. <laughs> I'm not typically apathetic to the things I at least care about. Um, i feel like i have there's just no energy there's no energy to draw from in order to Mm -hmm. you know have conversations do things beyond like the what i need to do to like keep myself still alive kind of deal
1: and and you know that's that's something and and i was thinking about this while while you were saying that um you know there there have been times and you know, I've had some people. Well, you know, you you do the podcast every week. You're on you're on YouTube every week. Um, yeah, I I am. And there have been times that. Um, now you know, I will say every Wednesday since we've been doing this, especially since we added the the YouTube element, you know, and, and doing various videos and other things. Um, just in general, Wednesdays our recording days are our streaming days by the end of it when we're done mm-hmm. we are wiped yeah okay it it does it takes a lot of energy to do this every week sure um but you know there have been times when you know i've been feeling this weight and it's like you you put on this mask
0: Mm-hmm called masking. And, and quite literally you,
1: you 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 turn on the mic and you turn on the camera and you do It's
0: performative. It makes it more exhausting.
1: And, and and then when it's all off,
0: boom. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, there's
1: there's a lot of
0: and yet at the same time, typically, mm-hmm. and this is how I knew things were off with me very quickly typically no matter how i'm feeling we've had you and i have each had this experience we get in front of the camera we're doing the live stream we're recording we're having the conversation whatever it is and by the end of it we are exhausted but we are energized we
1: we are in a better headspace from it yes
0: last friday right as this depressive low thing was like kicking off because i'd finished the project my brain literally could not comprehend i didn't Mm -hmm. have to worry about this thing or think about this thing again um we did a game night thing with some of our our kinky patrons which the the last time we did i loved so much i was like i want to do this all the time Mm -hmm. and i enjoyed it on friday as i always do when we do things like that but i did not have the energy level i did not get energized
1: Mm -hmm. by it by
0: the time we were done i was like that was fun it was one of those analytical things yeah that was logically speaking very delightful and enjoyable but how i felt
1: and and I was I was in the same space as you at that time. Mm-hmm. I had I had fun. Mm-hmm. I I enjoyed. I'm all glad the, it happened. I, I'm glad it happened. But I I I enjoyed the um, community of everybody that was there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It it was wonderful community. But yeah i i did not get that energizing rush that i usually do from right. it. and when we were done i was like we were, I, I, we, we, fell were in, we fell into bed and that was it we were done
0: so with this most recent depression thing low i'll mm-hmm. call it regardless of what causes it where it came from yeah um i've learned it's yeah. You know, we've had these conversations in two previous episodes I'm constantly learning new things about myself and I'm constantly learning how maybe this would be a better way to be or react or do things. And so a lot has not changed, but some things have changed. So mm-hmm. I'm very fortunate that when I hit this low, For the most part, I can still function. I don't want to function. Everything takes longer. I don't have the energy or desire to do things I don't absolutely have to fucking do. Um, There's a lot of just laying still and scrolling on my phone because that's all I've got the capacity for. Um, And it's funny because on one hand, as you're submissive, I am grateful Mm -hmm. for the structure we have in our relationship because... I do, to the best of my ability, still get all those things done. I'm still making coffee, I'm still checking on this. I am more prone to forget something when any part of my mental health is out of balance. High anxiety, depressive low, whatever the the high is, whether mm-hmm. that's actually um, a manic episode or it's whatever for another you know thing, I don't know. I can be forgetful in those times, but in the, so that can still happen. But in general, what gets me at least doing whatever my bare minimum is, is the obligation I have as a submissive, because no matter how bad I have felt, thank God, I'm grateful for this. No matter how bad I've ever felt, how weighted down I felt, I still want to be a good submissive mm-hmm. to you. i still want to do i don't want to do the things but now, i want to be the person who does the now,
1: things. now now here's the thing and and i will say as the person closest to you from the outside looking in while you were doing that project mm. i could see it better be the, worth the money
0: <laughs> <laughs> or the money better I, be worth it i don't know
1: i could see the emotional toll was taking on it
0: was ticking a lot of my neuro spicy boxes it was the least efficient thing i've ever done i felt Mm -hmm. like i was under a time crunch at any given moment i had to completely disrupt my routine and schedule which i depend on to get I like i was angry but i was determined and i actually liked the concept i just wanted it to be better which then i wrote essentially a novel to the client of here's how i think you could make this better (laughs) and if you need help making this better I'm here. Mm. Um, but like it was it was a lot of it was a lot. Mm-hmm. And it was I was functioning at a level 11 every time I was doing it. So yeah. when it ended, that was right. another thing that where I didn't feel very submissive. So the project ended. I finished it. I submitted it. But I was writing the novel with my thoughts and feedback, which they actually do accept for me. It's not like I just inserted myself. They <laughs> I have that rapport. They know with, and love that of her. Right. I, <laughs> I, I do sometimes make things better where I go, not just more chaotic. Um. But I was trying to finish it up because in my mind, this project was not done until I fucking hit send on that email. And JB was trying to talk to me and make plans for the weekend and and just have some lunch. And I, in a way that I don't, if I have ever talked to you like that in the past, it was Mm -hmm. in a situation like this and only this because I, without really even looking up, just started snapping. I was like, I cannot hear what right. you're saying right now. I cannot deal with this. I am trying to do mm-hmm. this. And I mean, there was no respect in the tone. Let's no. be real. And,
1: and, and here's the thing. As, as, her, <laughs> as her big D, as her daddy, and as long as we have been in a relationship, I know, like I say, I, I saw and watched her emotional state mm-hmm. through that whole process of that project. I also know her well enough to know that when it, you know, once she hit the submit button and it was done, that it was sent, I knew she was just not going to instantly snap back and be the Kayla I know and love. No. Um, she, She slipped. And I also know at that point that is not the time to come to you. And say, okay, you're done with this. Now we need to...
0: Yeah, yeah I, would, say, I would have spiraled you, even you, more. You would
1: have spiraled even more. Mm-hmm. Um, instead, what I did, I let her take her time to sit on the sofa and, 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 and mindlessly <laughs> scroll and, 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 and do what she wanted to do. Um, I brought her home treats of Diet Cokes.
0: <laughs> you did... A, here, so here's what kills me. You did a really good job of taking care of me. This, this past Saturday we had talked about it and it's so weird and i don't know how you know how many other people might experience something like this i was feeling low i knew i was mm-hmm. feeling low and again it it is comparable to subdrop but it, for me it's just not the same thing i think it's a similar reaction in that you have the high and then you have the low but it's just it feels so different mm-hmm. from subdrop so i don't like to compare it to that but if you have not experienced this and you're like but what does that feel the
1: same but different yeah
0: it's similar like it's it's in the family. It's in the Venn diagram. <laughs> um, so we had been talking about we wanted to, we had even tried to play hooky Friday afternoon because I did not have the capacity to do any work. And I finally yeah. admitted that to myself. That is also growth. Um, and we were going to try and play hooky and, and go, you know, go to lunch and do with just, well, uh, and then the f- uh, internet folk showed up to connect us. And yeah. I was both excited and very pissed off. Um, So I just went, Yeah, I guess I'm sitting on the couch. And so we moved everything to Saturday. We were kind of child free because only the 17 year old was home. And so we were like, let's go do things. And I if I had not wanted to do them, I would have said not Mm -hmm. this Saturday. Let's move this. But I wanted to do them. But the low puts me at a remove from what I'm experiencing and how I feel. There's that apathy that's like this. It's like a, a not quite clear glass between me and everything else like i can kind of see i can kind of understand like that's a good thing and i'm enjoying this but i'm not feeling it right and so we go run errands we go to lunch we are doing all these things and then at the end of it you are incredibly sweet and wonderful and you're showing your gratitude that we for me for doing this i think partly because you knew i was not in in it, But also because it's just nice to have these moments and it's mm-hmm. been a while since we could do stuff like that. Um, and it was w- another one of those moments where my logical analytical brain went, this is a good thing and I, I am glad we did this and this was a good day. But what I could feel was so muted, I could not actually feel the happiness or the excitement. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing I've gotten better about over time, which if there's anything air quote educational to take away from this, uh, this is the one thing I'd say we all need to probably be as good as we can be about this. I communicate that better than I used to. I you tell do. you, I you am, do. I am low. This is not good. Mm-hmm. I am not feeling the way I would normally feel. I am, I, whatever it is. At one point we were out and we were about to have that very stereotypical couple thing of what do you want to eat? I don't know. What do you want?
1: Yeah.
0: And um, I was definitely in, and I have been for a while in some decision fatigue episode coming on that soon. Um, and, <laughs> and I, but also I was not in a place where I could like just pick anything because it wasn't that there was anything that sounded awful. It was more like a, uh, it's almost an, I don't care. It was that apathy again. I fucking hate mm. feeling apathetic. Um, and so Instead of going, I don't know, what do you want? Or daddy, please just decide. What I said was, when you ask me what I want, I literally can think of nothing, regardless of what I know is out there. I also do not have the capacity to try to make a decision. That does not mean though, that if you tell me some places, I will not immediately have an opinion. (laughs) So, and I I said, all this is we're literally going down the road. So if you want to throw out the names of some places i will let you know my initial reaction to them and we can maybe narrow this down <laughs> and thankfully the first place you said i kind of went yeah that's fine mm-hmm. but it was one of these things where that should have been this yummy scrumptious omg meal and quite frankly the one time i felt almost myself is when we were eating because i eating is definitely a coping mechanism as well (laughs)
1: that comfort yeah that that Uh, comfort level of yeah uh
0: yeah when when things aren't going right uh i go to the pantry anyway um (laughs) so um but even then that was still at a kind of a remove and i fucking hate that feeling i'm Mm -hmm. glad i can express it to you and you you take it as just a fact that is has is no judgment on you and no judgment no. on us, and not even a judgment on me. It's like a okay, I know how she normally responds and how she would <laughs> normally feel. This is this is not her typical state. Yeah. And then I basically just sort of, I, and this is so this is I fucking hate about these lows. Um, I don't usually dread Mondays, we work for our fucking selves. I set mm-hmm. my schedule, I can I get to do what I want to do on a Monday. I don't get the Sunday scaries as they're called. And yeah, I was still so low that Sunday I was dreading Monday. And then Monday I did some stuff, but I was so lost and dazed and confused Mm -hmm. that I wouldn't, I I did stuff that was productive, but all of it was like admin work, which is usually the stuff I'm kind of putting off a little bit because it involves emails and phone calls, you know, and I still didn't feel quite myself. But what I did notice is once, In that situation, in this specific time, and I would never say it always works for me every time this happens. Once I started doing things that I want to be doing, that's when I've started coming out of it. I feel less apathetic. Mm -hmm. I feel less weighed down. I do find myself taking deep sighs. And I learned just recently that, um, is it from anxiety? It might be an ADHD thing as well. They're all crossing in my mind because between the kids' diagnoses and me seeing myself and my children, I'm reading. I'm learning about a lot of things all at once. But the the almost holding your breath and then releasing it as a big sigh yeah. can be part of like that stuff, whether it's anxiety or ADHD. I can't remember which. Um, and I notice I do that, and I can tell like when it's my anxiety because like my jaw's clenched and I, I have forgotten to breathe haven't but i feel like i have in a depressive low i sigh more because there's this weight that sits on my chest my anxiety i feel in my throat Mm. because i always feel like it's closing off and i can't breathe the depression sits on my chest and so i've noticed i've been very conscious lately if i just keep doing these deep sighs and slowly the sighs feel less heavy because i feel less Uh, not literally, but like emotionally heavy and drained. So I can feel myself coming out of it, but it's like at the top of this episode when we were doing the butt rub section over on YouTube, podcast listeners consider chiming into just that if you're ever curious. I'm looking at you going, I don't even know what to say. Now, I always have something to say. (laughs) We know that, I'm not pretending otherwise. But like, I could not come up with anything. I could not think of things. I could, like my typical energy just has not completely come back, come back yet yeah. it's getting there and I feel a little bit of it in this conversation because this is definitely a happy place mm-hmm. uh, for I know for me um, yeah so I'm tr- from the the DS side of things I'm grateful that the way I experience depression is temporary it is in weird little cycles that are not predictable cycles. Um, and that I am still able to function. Cause I know a lot of people cannot function through right. their depression. Um, I can get up and do whatever the, I consider the bare minimum. The other difference, um, over the past several years, cause I apparently have, and I can have memories of feeling this way periodically over definitely my entire adult life, probably my teenage years. I don't remember before that, um, of a lot of feelings of guilt and that I'm a, a bad partner, a bad submissive, a bad mom, a bad this, a bad that, because I'm just I can't move and I can't get up, and I know what I need to be doing, and it, I don't have the will to do mm-hmm. it, and I can't do it. Um, this time, it took me about a day to realize what the fuck was going on, but I can't say that the old thoughts of, well, here's what you should do, you know,
1: mm-hmm. a, a
0: good business owner would do, a good submissive would do, a good right. Those thoughts crept in, but I understood what was happening. And I was able to in a slightly judgment-free way go, whoa, whoa, this is the low. This is the low that you're, you've gone through this before. It's temporary. This one is a long one. I don't remember the last time it was this long. Um, and I, I just went ahead and just gave myself grace and, and I did not technically need forgiveness, but I gave it to myself anyway. Mm-hmm. I went, it's okay to just lay here like a lump and just stare at the ceiling yeah. or scroll through your phone. It, it's okay. It's like, it's, you always get through this. You will, you know, and I am fortunate. I can say that to myself. I know not everybody's experience with depression is like that, but, um, and that helped too. Cause a lot of the time over past minimum 20 years, when I've gone through this, most of the time is spent with me being mean to myself in my own head, full of self-recrimination about what I'm not doing, what I should be doing. How dare I, like, like all that, all the mean stuff we can say to ourselves. Slowly over time, Uh, that is less for me because I understand to a certain degree what's going on. I know it's out of my control. I know Mm -hmm. it will pass. I have you who's extremely supportive and caring. Thankfully, the kids are at a stage where they need me so much less, or just need right. me in different ways. That it's not like I'm like, oh my god, I'm letting my children go hungry. No, their asses know how to pop popcorn and make a sandwich. They'll be fine. Like it, <laughs> it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and our line of communication is open in such a way that even when I can't voice, hey, this is a a, a low for me, I can voice, and I'm better at voicing. I'm. It's not right, and I'm. Yeah. I can't right now. And we've been fortunate. <laughs> that our our depressive states can coexist
1: <laughs> yeah. without it
0: all falling down around right us. and for that i am grateful yeah
1: yeah yeah
0: <laughs> but like i said the i go back to what i said a little a few minutes ago about you know even the kids are like mom when are you gonna go deal with yeah. your anxiety deal with yours get di- the, i think both kids are like just go get diagnosed for adhd and autism spectrum disorder <laughs> i've been taking some online like good online assessments and I don't know who I am anymore, <laughs>
1: um,
0: but um, and I tell them like I will and I re- I really will will, but right now every copay for every visit everybody goes to for everything we've got going on is $100, $100, $100. My coping mechanisms are at least keeping me upright. Are they the best? No. Is that how I would like to live my entire fucking life until I'm like 99 and three quarters? No. No. <laughs> But they'll serve for right now. I'm functional right now. I am sometimes a fucking riot right now. Not always. Uh, So, you know, it is better for me right now to do what I'm doing and to handle myself the way that I'm handling myself. As long as it's not breaking down a relationship. Right. You know, the, the kids are not getting what they need. Like, there's so many factors. And if those factors come into play, I know somebody will say something to me right at the moment as I'm thinking it. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, but yeah, I just go, I'm on the list It, yeah. we'll get there. <laughs> we'll,
1: we'll get you there too. So. Absolutely. <sighs> hmm.
0: So yeah, if you want more insight, even though it, this is an updated version of me and all that, those previous two episodes that are linked in the places are your best place to go. Cause mm-hmm. those entire, I think, I think both of those were really mostly me. With like we might touch on how you were feeling about certain things but this one was more you and I think that's good. Yeah. Um so So,
1: yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I I think we've (laughs) talked a lot.
0: We could find more to say, but I'm good if we don't.
1: (laughs) I mean the 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 only thing I, I would I would say, um, just to kind of bring this to a little bit of closure mm-hmm. um you know this this was not meant to to diagnose or fix anybody please if you um, send us
0: an email i cannot tell you if that's depression i don't know yeah <laughs> I don't
1: know. um you know i i think the the best thing you can do if if you think you you know are experiencing depression um please reach out for professional help it, um, yeah, if
0: you have access, if you have, you know, insurance, whatever, please. If,
1: if you have some way to, to to reach out for for help, please do it. Um, you know. Uh, and asking for help is not a sign of weakness.
0: It's a sign of strength. Too yeah. many people refuse to ask for help because depending on what generation you're from and how you were raised, it was probably yeah. <laughs> literally and figuratively beat into you that not to keep your mouth shut. Do your thing.
1: Blah, blah blah yeah yeah so
0: oh that felt lighter right. i did, I caught myself taking the deep breath and then yeah. i went
1: oh wait yeah oh, it
0: feels a little less weighty
1: yeah um so, so yeah are we uh are we no good good mm. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That will never be for me to say. Yeah. Uh, have we reached a conclusion where we do not want to discuss this topic anymore, but we would like to move on to a bonus section and you can finally tell uh, people what the hell happened to your finger that's yes. all bandaged up? Yep. Uh, yeah, we yeah. can do that. Okay.
1: <laughs> okay. All right. Keep, Keep it, it kinky, kinky y'all.
0: And we'll see you next week.
1: Daddy. yes baby girl
0: i'm asking if i can talk to the crickets but really i'm asking will you please tell at least the youtube folks who can see your poor bandaged finger what the hell happened to your finger
1: yeah okay thanks. yeah we can talk about other things after okay. that but there so yeah as as many people noticed in the beginning of the the um stream uh my index finger in my right hand is bandaged up
0: from the very top to like yeah. all the way to the bottom um
1: it, it's not as bad as it looks, bandaged like that. It's just the best way to keep it bandaged at the He's moment. He's
0: wearing what I can only describe <laughs> as a gauze finger
1: condom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 So anyway, um, I was working out in, in the shop yesterday. I've uh, been working to um, give Kayla a dump of uh, evil st- or diabolical sticks. To, to restock. Yeah,
0: that's the update I would have loved to have made yeah. today. Yeah,
1: um, and I was on the lathe turning handles. Um, I was in the process of parting off one of the handles, uh, which means I was had the chisel in left hand, and right hand was waiting for the handle to cut through and drop off. The ch- I. What happened was. Um, had what's called, called a catch when the chisel catches the object you know, you're turning and throws the chisel so it did that it caught my hand uh pushed it into the chuck lathe revolving at uh 2000 rpms <laughs> and it caught my fingernail um <laughs> yeah <laughs> he said finding a lighter topic like finger mutilation right yeah um so the the chuck caught my fingernail um and and did a really good job of ripping about half of it off or splitting half of the fingernail.
0: Whatever it looks like he would not let me look I, at
1: I it. wouldn't know she has not seen it. Um she has had she's had to help me change the bandage a couple times but I have not let her see it. So um yeah that that's kind of the story with the finger. Um I little surprised it doesn't hurt uh, more than it does Um, finding out how inconvenient it is to not have use of index finger especially being a right handed person Um, it's been a little frustrating but um, getting around it uh, you know so I'm I'm just keeping it clean keeping it covered and uh, you know probably be a while before the fingernail grows out but
0: yeah Yeah, I back when many years ago, when I was a kid, I lost a fingernail through something different than that. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, it took a while for that thing to grow back out. Yeah,
1: Um, you know, it it's um, it happens. Um, You know, using using power tools like this, um, accidents do happen. It's not the first time. I still I've, I've had,
0: I still remember the one where was that a piece of wood that literally that, hit you in the that chest? Was
1: a, a, yeah, that was on the uh table saw.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Okay. It's, it was a little funny then once I realized he was fine, but the part of the reason he was not going to let me see his finger is because I have been very clear that I can handle a lot of things. Blood ain't one of them. Gaping wounds, not one of them. So in that situation, this piece comes off of the table saw at like however many like miles per hour hits him dead in the chest ends up being this massive black bruise. Yeah, I hear him scream. I knew a, a power tool was in use, At the time, we were in our condo, and so the garage was, like, off. There was a door to the side of the garage, and there was the front door, and I could stand there and yell into the garage, but couldn't see anything. I was like, are you okay? No. (laughs) Do I need to call 911? Are you bleeding? No. And then I could walk out because (laughs) poor thing, he'd have been in so much trouble. (laughs) Like, I am really good in most crises like mm. i am the one it's that anxiety thing i've been planning for the worst case scenario in my whole fucking life i got this yeah. this is what i was born yeah. for but not if it involves um a person i, I deeply love i, with a I gaping am wound. i it's i am a, i
1: am a little surprised the way i was uh, screaming expletives <laughs> out, out in the shop that you didn't hear me <laughs>
0: no no um, i did not
1: and uh silent no there there is not a diabolical stick out there with with my dna on it that one Um, will become
0: mine thank you very
1: much um (laughs) oddly enough no i um it it while it did bleed it was not like gushing blood everywhere Um, I came in I I had Kayla help me bandage up All I was allowed to do was
0: put the tape around the gauze I covered
1: I covered the finger with the gauze and I said Okay tape it up please
0: Once he said because I was going (laughs) what exactly happened What's wrong with your finger And he's saying don't worry about it You're not allowed to look like in his dom tone Y'all you are not allowed to look (laughs) I just went clearly he's protecting me from myself and he was in the bathroom getting things together and I just stood off to the side of the, the do- bathroom door so I couldn't yeah. see anything but I could hear him clearly and then when he was ready for me to go yeah. in then I, I did.
1: It, it it was not bad enough to the point when you know I looked at it um, was not bad enough that it needed stitches.
0: Right. I, um, would, have, I would have driven you to right, the wherever I know, for stitches. To-
1: um, you know the in 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 the time that I was out there and 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 sailor speaking, <laughs> um, you know the the little bit of blood that was coming out of it slowed down, so I knew it wasn't like you know profusely bleeding. No no
0: no no. Uh, for anybody who can't so, actually see me, I am writhing every time he talks about bleeding. Yeah. So if you also are, you are not alone.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean I, I bandaged, bandaged it up after I showered yesterday. That or again, that's when I got the, the finger condom as Kayla's calling it. it. that's what they look yeah. like, I'm just saying. And um you know, I, I I'm waiting to see the colors that the fingernail <laughs> will have turned.
0: I'm sorry, until that heals you might have to wear gloves anytime you would like to approach me sexually. I'm yeah. so <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Maybe also while we're eating dinner, maybe while we're holding hands. I don't know. You might just have to be perma bandaged until then. So anyway, yeah,
1: it's, uh, yeah, it, it, it took a little bit of a licking, um, keeping it covered, keeping it clean. Mm -hmm. You know, that's why I didn't get in the pool yesterday. um, Sure. At the gym. At at the gym. And uh, I'll uh, just keep it, you know, let it get healed up.
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm
1: -hmm. you know i'll try um, not
0: to do what i always do when you have an injury i will try not to bang into it accidentally forget that it's injured i make no promises that it won't happen but i will try
1: yeah yeah (laughs) i'm
0: the only one who can have somebody who's got like a pain in their back and i'll slap them on the back (laughs) or oh that knee's bothering me knock into it accidentally
1: Um, so yeah i've i've been You know, Rara mentioned still as long as I can use the middle finger. You know, I've been I've kind of been starting to use my middle finger in place of my index finger. And I keep thinking, it's like, I hope people don't misunderstand what I'm doing here. Hi, how are you doing? Yeah, yeah. Flipping everybody off. It's like, okay, I'm pointing at you right now. No, no, (laughs)
0: point with the bandage finger. We can all see that one very clearly. Is a beacon of light in a dark <laughs> yeah. time.
1: Yeah. So anyway. Lord. So that's that's kind of what uh, happened. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think very early on in the live chat for the stream, somebody asked about Lola. She's doing good. She's been in and out of this damn house while we've been trying to stream and record. Yeah. Um I thought we were I was going to get Onyx up on the desk while you were talking mm-hmm. cuz she did come to me but she wouldn't jump up here. No. I even cleared space for her. Yeah, she she um, came
1: around to my side and was kind of looking a little mm-hmm. bit but she she decided not to.
0: Ella's Ella. Yeah. And I we have not come up with uh, a name for the outdoor orange floof that the floofer. we have. We have semi-adopted. And when I say semi-adopted, I mean, when she shows up, I give her as much love as I can and we feed her outside. She does not Mm -hmm. come inside. I don't know what it would take for uh, Onyx. Ella would be fine, I think. Onyx would freak the fuck out with (laughs) a third cat. But also I would not bring a stray cat in without, into the house without taking it to the vet first because of fleas or parasites or anything else. So we've been, the, the orange floofer, who is a long-haired cat that I said I never wanted a long-haired cat but I am absolutely fucking in love with. She is in
1: love with this cat.
0: Not only a beautiful cat a loving cat allows me to to within her her, and yes it's an orange cat that is definitely a girl that was a vagina okay those were no balls there that was a vagina I saw um (laughs) well because she is a cat that when you rub her butt Oh, that ass, head down, ass up. Like, she actually lays her head down on the ground and, like, just rolls. Oh, my God, she's in heaven. She
1: face plants.
0: She does. She's adorable. Um, But she's got this, like, mane around her head Mm -hmm. and this big, floofy tail. And we've been feeding her. We feed her twice a day when she comes around. But then there'll be a couple days where, I don't know, she's got another house where they feed Mm -hmm. her or what happens. But when she comes around we feed her so she started to kind of fill out yeah um she's let me pick her up a few times not like i don't do anything crazy with her i don't like carry her around or anything and i let her down the moment she wants down but she's allowed it um the other yesterday morning i think we were like where did she go? Because she had been out there eating, and I'd given her some love, and
1: <laughs> she was in our tree. She was in
0: one of our trees, and it's like all four paws, like on a like a cut top limb that just had like it was very precarious, and she was fine. Yeah, um, she's got this teeny tiny little like dainty meow that just melts my fucking heart every <laughs> time. She does this thing when she's coming up to you, but is not already there and hasn't gotten that first pet or scratch yet. She turns around in a she full three sixty. And she, it's like she's trying to back up to you, but in circles. And But her sense of direction's a little off, so she'll go off away. And I'm like, no, no, no come over here. Um, I just call her kitty, kitty, kitty. And I say it real high pitch. And we've watched her leap and run like she's a fucking lion on a plane somewhere. And she just will run across yards to get up to our yard. Or she'll, when we're walking, Lola, well, she will walk with she us. She will and, walk.
1: That is, <sighs> that is hilarious to see. Um, you know we're we're walking lola in the street and and this little cat doesn't really come out to the street and walk with us but she'll walk through the yards mm-hmm. and if she stops
0: us. like in some random driveway and and we've gotten further she'll just
1: she'll run take, to catch up
0: and she's uh, she's amazing to watch run because she just like extends completely mm-hmm. um, i think she's young yeah um the meow makes me think that but i don't know why that's what makes me think that also she was she was so thin when we first saw her she's still kind of thin but her, that, that starting, tummy's starting to fill out yeah her tails floofier than it was mm-hmm. um but um yeah we have to so our neighbor who uh works for the county shelter system uh animal shelter system mm, clarify has a cat that's an indoor outdoor cat um big orange cat beautiful but it's not coming near us does not we'll drink the water or if there's leftover food we'll eat it but he does not want anything to Mm-mm. do with us. but he's beautiful we have to defend her from him because if we put food out he will intimidate the shit out of her until she runs off and then he's like oh free snack and this is a cat that has clearly not missed a fucking meal um so we have to go out there and shoo him away so she'll come back and eat and whatever whatever um so yeah i i I think that most likely she will be in, would be an outdoor cat that we will see and love and feed as often as we can. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's some point down the road that she becomes really our cat. We've already talked about if she's around and during like some of the summer storms or like we know a hurricane's coming or something, um, we'll see if we can put her in the garage so she can at least stay safe. Um, but she's also now a stray who has hidey holes and, and right. will sometimes just be gone for a couple of days, you know, so we don't no, no. know. Um, so yeah, she, I don't, I have not come up with a name because the moment I name her, she's fucking mine and I'll fight any other bitch who wants to <laughs> claim her. It's done. Oh, it's fucking no. done. Yeah, so yeah, I have yeah, not yeah, named yeah. her, but also she responds so well to kitty kitty. I'm like, okay, whatever I name her who has to mirror kitty kitty sign, so get her to fucking come to me. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm completely smitten. I, I know, I know. It takes so little. Just give me a little bit of love and affection <laughs> and like me best. Okay. It really is. Like she, uh, the youngest, the 13 year old, I was like, you should go pet her. You know, he's great with cats. He loves animals. I was like, you should, you know, go pet her. She's sweet. He's he's vying for title of the one she loves best. He sat outside with her for a while yesterday. We we like, got we yeah. got
1: home. I got home from picking him up from school yesterday, and I came in the house. I was ahead of him, and and didn't see him. He you know even Kayla asked, "Where's my boy?" Right. And uh, I went to the front door. He must have been coming in, getting ready to come in. He he saw the orange cat. Um, he literally just dropped all his stuff right at the front door on the porch, and, and he's out there in the grass just petting and playing mm-hmm. with this cat.
0: She makes our front yard look very picturesque, because she's this big orange floof, and she'll sit in our, thankfully it still looks nice, mostly mowed green grass, and it's just, it's very picturesque. Mm-hmm. wow. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, seeing her in the damn tree yesterday threw me out. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. What the fuck? So... Yeah, we um, we don't know what's going to happen, um, but whatever we do, we're going to be very mindful of our, our our girls. Yeah. They are our top priority. Also, mm-hmm. we really cannot afford vet bills for another animal. A third,
1: yeah.
0: Um, and we feed her dry food because we weren't sure how often she was coming around, so we weren't going to like invest in wet food, which is what our cats eat. So we have like a $10 bag of cat food that's been lasting for a while. I'm like, if we officially adopt this cat and get her inside, she goes on wet food. That's a, a wet food ain't cheap. Like, Mm -hmm. so there's a lot to consider. Consider, And some cats, you know, as long as they have a safe place to go and know that they can get fed and are not, you know, out there making dozens of babies. Sometimes outdoor cats can stay outdoor cats and it's okay. But I mean, I would prefer to (laughs) cuddle her like the perfect baby she is and love on her
1: inside. But. No, the bunny asked how Lola's walks are going. Um, they're they're doing okay. Um, you know, we've kind of accepted the fact she likes to sniff and that's what she does. In
0: some walks we have found the trick. Not it doesn't work every time, but if yeah. we both go on the walk together, which I didn't go with you last night, mm-hmm. and I and somebody and but it's been me is walking ahead of her. Something about having somebody to follow mm-hmm. or pursue because sometimes she will walk very steadily and very quickly just because there's people a hundred to 200 yards ahead of us who are also walking. She's not gonna catch up to them. She's not even running to catch up to them, but she'll. She's, right. it's like she's got this target. So we started doing this where I, we don't walk together and it's not romantic. I literally walk in front of them. And for the most part, she will keep going at a steady pace because we want her to go outside and sniff and have that enrichment. But what she right. fucking needs is movement. Yeah. <laughs> she needs to walk at a pace, consistent pace, for more than thirty seconds. Like that's yeah. what she needs. So we think mm-hmm. we found a way.
1: Yeah. Um last night it was kind of funny walking her by myself. Um, we got three quarters of the way <laughs> through the walk. And, and Lola decided she wanted belly rubs. She just stopped in the street, lay down, rolled over, and was like, okay, rub my belly. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <laughs> you know, God love her. She, she can be as stubborn as the day is long. So I, I bent down and, and rubbed her belly for a little bit and was like, okay, that's it. Let's go. And she did get up and, and we, you I know. I think
0: she doesn't mind when I when the, the cat... Walks with us because I keep them separated. Because too close, and Lola wants to chase, and that freaks mm-hmm. the cat out, as it would most of us. Um, but I'll bend over to pet this cat in the middle of the street, in the middle of somebody's driveway, whatever. I have no shame. And Lola's like, "Oh, good, I can take a break," and she just plops down and waits. <laughs> yep. Um, so yeah, but no. Yeah. So yeah, the, the the fur baby update. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I also have a uh, second dog fever. Like I can't I won't say baby fever or puppy fever, but like oh, I'd love a second dog. Do I, we I, need that level of chaos and can we afford yeah, that? No. no, but do I I mean, I I,
1: I think I think Lola would benefit I think so too. from another dog. I think so too.
0: Uh, but can can we afford not it? Right now, do we no. have time for the chaos? For no, you?
1: we do not. No, we do not. We do not.
0: The time will come, the day will come. Yeah it's fine yeah it's fine
1: so um yeah i mean other than that you know the the the, the fur babies are all doing well Mm -hmm. um we're plodding along doing our our thing and you know
0: emphasis on the plotting yeah (laughs) yeah i'd rather be plotting but you know Mm, all we got is a plod right Mm now
1: So. so um yeah i guess that's about it i
0: think i think that's more than enough yeah I think that's plenty
1: mm-hmm.
0: um yeah we're here i know we we talked about a heavy thing today and we mm. and depression for a lot of people you know is equated to sadness which it can feel like sad but it's, yeah. it feels like other things too um we are probably better than the conversation may be portrayed um we are maybe not as good as our personas online sometimes give off like yeah. it's a balance. Um we're we're good. We're mm-hmm. like anybody else. We're we're making it through whatever the fuck life is going to throw at us right. at any given moment, including the life that is just our our own minds and feelings and thoughts yeah. and all of that. So yeah, we're you know, I like you work is one of my coping mechanisms mm-hmm. and the the one thing I think that has helped me uh, start to come out of this low Cause I did work on those candles and got those up on the site thekinkery.com yeah. and I did finish the stickers and I have so many ideas and I'm going to like try and pace myself and, and get those out slowly but surely and mm-hmm. like I got some senses of accomplishment on things I wanted to work on sure. so that feels good to me mm-hmm. and I know you kind of have that I, this I internet ha- thing you've been doing I think has been a boost for you. It, so. it
1: has It it's uh, you know um, it, it has been really you know while, while I have kind of been the it guy for us um it it was really cool to to kind of deep dive into this mm-hmm. this stuff and you know setting up the routers and and configuring everything and, creating
0: the network and oh yeah creating the, the it's like a like a kid who just got to go to the toy store and just like pick out what you want kind of yeah. thing it was like I, oh look at all this stuff I, I
1: did i i i enjoyed that mm-hmm. um it it was really cool to dive into that stuff. Like you know, I haven't done that in quite a few years, mm-hmm. so it was it was really nice to do. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but anyway, that's that's us.
0: Yeah, there'll be more next yep. week. We'll probably be in a, a different. I don't know if it'll be better, but a different mood and so
1: different headspace. Yep. there'll yep, be yep. more.
0: There's always more. Mm-hmm. Um. So I guess that's it for us mm. this week. Thanks to everybody for sticking with us till mm-hmm. the bitter end. Uh-huh. Uh thanks for being here for this uh big ass topic. Uh, I guess we're going to go now. Yep. <laughs> we love y'all. Mm-hmm. Bye.
1: Bye.